0: If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call 988. 988 provides free, confidential, compassionate support 24-7 in your phone's local area code. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom and at a loss for words. Sir, i just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? Explain it to me. I'm no, you're kidding. right. No, what you're, is, right. you're it's, right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's not, an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. pizza we have tonight. I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. I've confronted nearly 500 predators. During my investigations into adults who go online and try to meet children for sex. And one of the key questions I'm asked over and over and over again is what do all these guys have in common? And my standard answer is this. They don't generally stand out of a crowd. They could be the guy sitting next to you at church on a Sunday morning, at the grocery store on a Saturday, or standing next to you on a subway on any given day. But every once in a while, you get a guy who does, in fact, stand out of a crowd. And such is the case with Michael T. Willis, Generic white male, apropos for this particular predator. Michael Willis was 49 years old when he surfaced in our investigation in Fort Myers, Florida. Now, Willits, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on men who wear tank tops or dad shorts, but he looked kind of predator like, to be honest with you. And in a minute, I'll get into his chat and the details of the investigation. And I think you're probably going to agree. Willits is credited with creating some of the most memorable predator quotes of any of the hundreds of predators I've caught. Are these home-baked, he says, about a chocolate chip cookie. He tastes in our kitchen in Fort Myers, Florida, in the Stinghouse. Then he says, I don't want this cookie, throws it down. I was just going to the beach. Is this some sort of setup? Another key, memorable predator quote. He had a bunch of them, cute though. Built good. That's what he said to the 15-year-old girl or the decoy posing as a 15-year-old girl named Jojo for show, Jolanda. And he is probably also one of the luckiest predators I've caught because of this. And I'll get into details in just a little bit here. Willits was one of the very few predators who escaped successful prosecution, and he should have been prosecuted, he should have been convicted because the facts were there, the transcripts were there. And he was able to wriggle, or his attorney was able to wriggle out of this case through a technicality, and a couple of the other guys did so as well in the Fort Myers investigation. Unfortunate for a couple of reasons. One, he didn't face criminal justice that he should have probably. And two, I mean, he had all the makings of someone who could harm a child. And because he never had to register as a sex offender from this case, we don't know what he is or where he's living, specifically what he's doing. We do know what he's capable of doing. And that is showing up in a To Catch a Predator investigation in Fort Myers, Florida. Now, Fort Myers was an interesting location. It was our fourth to catch a predator investigation. Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group with which we worked, was contacted by the Fort Myers Police Department. The chief of police there had heard a lot of stories from the community about children being approached online. Parents calling Chief Daniels and telling him very frightening stories about their kids meeting adults online, about their kids not being where they were supposed to, secretive conversations, secretive meetings, and this alarmed Chief Daniels at the time. And so he reached out to Perverted Justice, which then reached out to us, and we put together the sting operation. It was a big, beautiful home in a neighborhood near the water in Fort Myers. We wired it with about a dozen cameras as usual. We even had a camera in a palm tree that could turn 180 degrees and catch the predators approaching. And one day, one of those predators who approached was Michael Willis, generic white male. He said he was 30 in his online conversation, but he was actually 49. And the chat is pretty graphic let me give you a sample generic white male you look about 18 i'll bet you older guys hit on you all the time jojo for sure lol not really but thanks what would you do if they did now he's probing he's starting the grooming process don't know if they were cute i'd be happy lol he says you already are cute but older guys would want to kiss you touch you could you handle it That sounds like sweet stuff, she says. I know I'd love a boyfriend to do that. Then there is a discussion about where she is specifically, and the decoy is a bit coy because it's early on in the conversation, and we don't like to give out the location of the house too early because it could compromise the investigation. And he goes on, generic white male. Where have you touched boys before? You mean like what I did with my ex-boyfriend? Touched his thing before? And then he says, and since I'm a man, you're thinking you'd like to touch mine too? Yeah, if you want me to. That would please me, he says. And then he sends two pictures of his genitals. He even describes them later in a police interrogation and to the decoy online as looking like a mushroom with a smile. Boy, he's a regular romantic, that guy. And he also says something that has become iconic in the To Catch a Predator world. He says, young girls like you don't come around very often. I'd want you again and again. Jolanda, Jojo for sure, plays along with this. And the chat continues. And he talks about being a computer tech taking classes provided by IBM traveling around the state of Florida. He lives in Lakeland, which is a couple hours away from Fort Myers, I suppose, straight across I-4 and then down I-75. And he invites the girl to actually travel with him when he goes to some of these tech classes put on by IBM. And Then asks her about being his girlfriend and cautions her that the age difference would get him into trouble. So he buys into the fact that she's only 15. And there is no doubt, based upon the transcripts, that he was soliciting an underage girl. He knows what he's about to do could get him into trouble but he continues on with this very graphic conversation I'd be tender with you if we had sex don't worry she says I know you would I know you would be really sweet I didn't let my boyfriend because he just wanted to do it any old way you know. generic white male says I'm older and I'll give you orgasms before I ever enter you you can do that she says yes I can Do you like your nipples sucked? And this goes on and on and on. I mean, there's no doubt what his intent is. And so finally, after talk of him providing her a phone card so they can keep in contact, she talks about her parents keeping a close eye on her, her grandmother keeping a close eye on her. He asks her some more to think of him. Think of sucking him, what she's going to do when he comes over. Finally, he gets in his car and he makes the trip across the state of Florida from Lakeland to Fort Myers. And here he is coming into our door. Dead shorts, yellow tank top, glasses, bad hairdo, the whole thing. He's got kind of an odd stare about him. And he's checking out the house when he comes in. So imagine him walking in the back door of a big, beautiful, stately home. I'm in a study with Ron Knight and a bunch of monitors, camera crew. In another room is the control room where all the techs are and they're operating all the cameras. And Dell, who was then with Perverted Justice, is coaching our... 19-year-old on-site decoy who looks much younger as to how to talk to him. And she says, and I'll play it for you here in a second, to go ahead and make himself comfortable, and she'll be right out. Hey, come on in. I made some cookies. They're on the table. Take a seat. Hey, I just had to change my shirt real quick, but just come in and watch some TV. I'll be right there. Okay. Now, at this point, he's expecting to chomp on a cookie or two, I suppose, and have his 15-year-old dream date, Jojo for show, Jolanda, come out, and have his date, if you will. But instead, I walk out, and he's startled. And I tell him to go ahead and have the cookie. Which he does. Unbelievably, here I am face to face. Now, he doesn't know who I am, or at least I don't think he knows who I am. And remember, this was our fourth investigation. So people knew what to catch a predator was, but it hadn't, you know, gotten the attention that it certainly did in the couple of years after we did the Fort Myers investigation. This is 2006. And he's chomping on this cookie. And listen to what he says come on in over here have a seat there hungry how does it taste great wow these are home baked do you want time to finish your cookie or um not really okay so you're good if i ask you a couple questions he claims that he was just on his way to the beach what are you doing here today is this some kind of setup or something what what do you mean? i'm just on my way to the beach and i continue to ask him questions And how did you meet her? Well, of course, online. You act like I should know that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a common thing now. Just to meet young girls online? Well, meet any women online. And I ask him about some of the things he said online, and he seemed surprised that I knew anything about that. And then I remind him that the girl with whom he was talking was only 15. What? away no again all these lines he comes up with have become iconic among TCap followers i get them all the time every time i post something on instagram or twitter promoting this podcast or some of the other projects people over and over use the quotes from michael willis more about this predator i've caught in a moment so the questioning continues. And finally, in a feigned fit of frustration, Willis throws the cookie down on the table. You know, I have the transcript of your conversation with Jolanda. You know what? I don't want this cookie. I just want to get to the beach. Come here. Just one second, sir. But generic white male wouldn't make it to the beach. Because as he left the house, actually stumbled out of the house, he was arrested by the Fort Myers Police Department. A lot of people thought the Fort Myers police were a little aggressive. And I asked Chief Daniels about that, Chief Hilton Daniels. And he reminded me that. In Florida at the time, and still today, it was easier than many states to get a concealed weapons permit. There was some question as to whether these guys could have been carrying, and that the easiest, best way to do this was to take them down quickly and aggressively. The best thing to do is as quickly as possible was to get this person on the ground with their hands behind them and handcuffed. No one was hurt during these takedowns. Interestingly, Willits was arrested and they had to hold him on site because as he was being taken into custody, another predator showed up at the Fort Myers house. And so they held him for a bit. This is April of 2006 until we were able to have our interaction with the other predator. And then they took them both to the jail. Willets was charged With the charges I mentioned earlier, attempted lewd and lascivious behavior with a child, soliciting a child with a computer. And he appeared in court a day or two after his arrest. Bond was set at $40,000. And he retained a lawyer who handled the case. And this went around and around for years, really. And in spite of the transcripts that were handed over to the police for the investigation and the state's attorney, the prosecutors in Florida, the defense attorney was able to argue that the defense should have the actual unedited transcripts of the conversation between the perverted justice decoy and Willis. In fact, there are two other defendants that the same lawyer represented. And it went back and forth. Many of the other cases pleaded or guys went to trial and were found guilty. And the judge finally ruled in the case that perverted justice should turn over the hard drive. The laws in Florida are a little different than in other states, or at least they were at the time. Whereas the onus was on the prosecution, the police in this case perverted justice to turn over that hard drive. The insinuation was that Wiltz was somehow set up. Now, I know that this is not true. I know that the transcripts were accurate. I know that perverted justice has never tampered with the transcripts. But I think what happened in the Wiltz case is that it dragged on so long that when the judge ultimately did rule that perverted justice had to turn over the hard drive. Willits had been attached to the criminal justice system for so long that they were kind of tired with dealing with the case. Ultimately, perverted justice did not turn over the hard drive. Leaders of perverted justice suggested that the hard drive was corrupted, that it was missing, that it was unavailable to be turned over. So Willits basically had the charges dismissed, and after a couple years in the court system, he's a free man. He never had to register as a sex offender and very little is known about Michael Willets today. We assume he went back to the Lakeland area. We don't know if he still works at his job related to the computer industry. Some have suggested that maybe he works in a bakery making chocolate chip cookies. Kidding, of course. But the frightening thing about a guy like Willits is that we don't know what he's been up to because he's not had to register as a sex offender. In virtually every other case, between four and 500, the predator has had to register as a sex offender. Now, some of these guys have gone straight and have not reoffended. Some have reoffended. And we've talked about some of those guys here on the podcast. But we don't know what he's done because he's not had to register. We don't suspect that he's been charged with any crime again, or we can't find it. But we don't know what he's been up to. He's not had to check in. So we hope that Michael Willits, generic white male, has learned his lesson, gone straight, and perhaps even found his way to the beach. He did also bring, as promised in the online chat, Bacardi coolers and condoms, those were found. And that proves intent as well. Police always say that if there's a request made by the decoy posing as an underage child and that request is fulfilled, that's also good evidence. I'm quite surprised, actually, that these cases, Michael Willets and the two others, were actually dismissed in Florida. Florida is usually known as a law enforcement state. And the other thing that surprised me is that, you know, this wasn't some small town police department that wanted attention by having to catch a predator come in and do a sting operation. This was a legitimate concern on the part of Hilton Daniels, the chief of police, who thought he had a problem in his town and wanted to send out a message to the community and to predators that his department was going to take care of it. In fact, in... This case, like in many others, members of the state attorney's office, the prosecutors in that area, were involved in reviewing the chats before the predator was allowed to come to the house. So these chats were reviewed by assistant prosecutors to make sure that what was said was illegal, to make sure that it, in fact, did pass the threshold of criminality. And these were all signed off on by prosecutors. And so I would say not only is Michael Willits one of the most memorable predators, he's also among the luckiest of the predators I've caught. And here's the other thing about Michael Willits. He was given his rights after he was arrested under Miranda, right? Like all suspects. And he confessed to what he did to the police. He wouldn't confess to me, but he did confess to a detective. And it was recorded. And this is why the fact that he wasn't convicted or that he didn't plead guilty to any of this is so offensive to people who follow these cases. He got caught. The transcripts tell the story. The suggestion was made that somehow those transcripts were tampered with. They weren't. He confesses on tape to police, yet he walks. I would argue that that's a travesty. And let me read to you from the narrative of the police report from Fort Myers. It says, This information is documented through a series of conversations with the suspect over the internet, which was sexual in nature as he tried to seduce, solicit, lure, or entice the person believed to be a child. Then it goes on to say on the above date and time, the suspect proceeded to travel to an undercover location within the city limits of Fort Myers, Florida, from his residence in Lakeland, with the intent to have and or solicit or entice the child to have lewd and lascivious contact with him. Detective Jennifer Ladelfa and FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement agent Grant Wagner, conducted a recorded post-Miranda, means after he was given his rights, with the suspect who indicated that he traveled to Fort Myers to carry out his sexual fantasies. He says this, Michael Willis does, to the cops. He also admitted to sending the photographs of his penis, the aforementioned pictures. Upon arrival at the residence he believed to be the child's, the suspect was taken into custody, as we know, and arrested. So there you go. You tell me if Michael Willis was not among the luckiest predators I've caught. But at least, you know, people know what he did. At least he was exposed as someone who potentially posed a danger as a predator to a child. If anybody knows more about Michael Willits, generic white male, I'd like to hear about it. And in fact, Michael Willits is a fellow I'd like to have on this podcast as an interview. And in fact, we're working on some potential interviews with some of the predators I've caught. As you know, I like to hear from all of you as to what you think of the podcast and what you think I should add to the podcast. And so many of you have been sending recorded messages, and I'd like to play this week's right now. This comment from listener Ross Cimenteris of RMS Studios. Hey, Chris, I hope you had a great labor day. I am really enjoying this latest episode of Predators I Caught, and I just had to comment with a little voice memo when you called yourself a boomer just because you can't wrap your head around finding those types of pictures in any way could result in two people of the same age getting into a relationship. And I just got to tell you, as a 27-year-old male, I think... Any situation like that, outside of a college-age relationship between two co-eds, is unacceptable. So maybe I'm a boomer at heart too, but I don't think that that is too dated to think that way. Keep making those episodes. We love listening every Sunday. Stay well and stay healthy. Well, Rich, thanks for that. You're not a boomer. I am, (laughs) but I appreciate the comment, and I'm glad to hear that even those who are not boomers agree. What Rich is referring to there is a comment I made in the previous episode of Predators I've Got about how in the history of the world, and this fits in with what generic white male Michael Willis did, I can't imagine that a man sending pictures of his genitalia to a woman of any age, under any circumstances, would result in any sort of constructive relationship. And I'm glad to hear that somebody 30 plus years younger than me agrees thank you very much for for checking in on that. We'll be back next week with another episode of Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.